0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? My name's Cameron. Welcome back to another episode of the Red Devil Roundup. Uh, yeah, we're off the back of round four. So the season is coming in thick and fast. We're getting through games pretty quickly. Uh, and yeah, today we're off the back of Manchester United winning away 1-0 against Southampton in what was a pretty hotly contested clash. Actually, I probably used hotly a little bit too loosely. It wasn't a great game. It wasn't too <clears throat> overly exciting, I would say. Uh, definitely, United especially didn't certainly have the same level of enthusiasm and intensity they brought to the Liverpool game. Uh, only, I think, five days earlier. But look, it was a one nil win away from home. Uh, it's one of those where I'm kind of like, it's a tough stadium, but also at the same time, it's not really a tough team. Um, there are certainly teams that sit in that kind of mid-table bracket that I'd be a lot more worried about traveling to or versing in general. Your, your Brightons, for example, your Crystal Palaces. Um, I'd say Newcastle, with the billionaire takeover they've had, I don't think they're really... I wouldn't really put them in that bracket anymore. I'd say Newcastle are soon to be one of the more kind of, you know, pushing for top six positions um but yeah look it was a it was a pretty frustrating game to watch to be honest like when we had that intensity we brought out against Liverpool and we just peppered them early on got an early goal were resilient towards the end of the first half when they kind of started to get the foot on the ball create chances look to threaten and then to get the second goal in the second half as well was brilliant uh didn't quite have that same sort of uh performance uh and kind of conviction about it yesterday I mean, there were chances. There was one of the first half when we could have scored on about three occasions, occasions when Alanga had his shot was saved by the keeper. Uh, then I think it fell to Bruno Fernandes, and then it was blocked. And then Ericsson had a shot, which he really should have scored, which was blocked as well from about seven yards out. Uh, and then, yeah, eventually in the 55th minute, Bruno Fernandes finished off a really nice move, actually. Um, really, really nice move by United. Uh, ball came through. <clears throat> Alanga, who found Sancho, rolled it out to Dallow who basically fizzed in, whipped it across the box, and then Bruno kind of making that third-man run into the penalty area from the midfield uh, with a nice delicate kind of finish, I'd say, on the volley uh, to stick at bottom corner. Uh, It was a brilliant, brilliant finish, really, really nice goal. Um, And I think it was quite a nice goal. We chopped off a pretty sub-part performance. So, I mean, as frustrating as it is that we didn't play very well and create as many chances and probably dominate the way that we should have, I was hoping for more of like a 3-0. I think that's what I predicted uh, in my Liverpool podcast. Yeah, it ended up being a 1-0 win, so... I do take kind of positivity uh, and joy out of the fact that it was a really nicely worked goal. So, obviously, some of the stuff that uh, Ten Hag's been working on training on the training parks coming off and it's working. I also kind of take solace in the fact that it was a clean sheet, man. We have been, I say we have been, look, it's a new season. So, I guess last season, man, this team couldn't keep a clean sheet to save their lives. It doesn't matter win, lose, or draw. And even in general, even under Oli to an extent, especially in that kind of second last season of his. Uh, it was the season when we constantly go 1-0 down in the first half and then get it back in the second half. But we always just seem to concede goals. So the fact we didn't concede one yesterday, uh, I'm really happy about, really optimistic. Uh, and again, it was the same back four we brought to Liverpool. who probably deserved a clean sheet in that game as well, but didn't quite get it. Uh, but yeah, Malassia, Alessandro Martinez, Rafael Varane and Diogo Delo have all done a really, really good job. And De Gea was much better yesterday as well. I mean, it was good against Liverpool. Um, but again, yesterday, he got a clean sheet, made a big save off a corner as well, uh, close range header. Uh, yeah, and he, it was good. It was good. It was definitely a lot more, uh, re- we're looking a lot more resilient defensively since we've seen the couple of changes, which is Malassia in for sure, Varan in for, I guess, hypothetically Lindelof, and then uh, Lissandro Martinez in for Maguire um, compared to kind of like last season. Uh, and Diego Delo, I think, is the only one that's managed to really retain their spot. But he uh, he looks he looks a lot more comfortable with, Varane next to him or Martinez next to him as opposed to when it was Maguire. So I don't know. I think we're, we'll probably see the best out of Yogo Delo. I think there is ability going forward. He's quite inconsistent at times. But the last two games, the back four have been borderline flawless. I think they've all been brilliant. Uh, I think the goalkeeper's done really well. De Hayes has been good. It's more the midfield and forward that kind of worry me. Uh, against Liverpool, actually, no one worried me. But I think in terms of yesterday's performance and who kind of brought the intensity at Liverpool game. It was the kind of back end of our team and the forwards and the mids didn't quite look to be on it. I thought I thought Ericsson was good uh, in the first half. I think I kind of had a bit of a discussion with one of my mates about it actually because he wasn't a fan of how Ericsson played Where I, whereas I kind of was. Like, we basically just agreed to disagree, but I thought Ericsson actually played quite well in the first half. I thought at least like he was positive. He looked to play forward and he kind of got the ball going early. So there were chances when he kind of, you know, lofted one over the top or, you know, led the run over to I think Sancho on the right wing. Uh, And I think we looked threat. He was probably one of our more threatening players. Like if there was anyone in the midfield that I thought was going to create something or look like they were going to create something, it was definitely uh, Christian Eriksen. I think McTominay was not quite at his best, and I think look after that performance, next game against Leicester will be a good opportunity to start Casemiro, give him his first start for Manchester United. Because I think after the Liverpool game, I completely think Ten Hag got it right by not making any changes whatsoever the players have played well. They put in a good performance and yeah, to kind of take anyone out would have been pretty harsh, but I think after the performance yesterday, yeah, we got the three points. Yeah. We were decent, but like, I think you can look at that game and confidently say there does need to be changes if we want to improve and get the best out of our team, especially going into you know, our run of upcoming fixtures. So we've got Leicester on, I think Friday, um, which is a massive game. And I think, yeah, the changes do need to be made and I'll kind of get into those in a bit, but uh, otherwise, yeah, it was a, Less positive game from the forwards. I mean, you've got Ericsson, Bruno, and yeah, McTominay who played in the midfield. Bruno actually played pretty well. I mean, he scored a nice goal, but other than that, actually, did Bruno play well? I don't know. I don't think he had a brilliant performance. If he hadn't scored that goal, I wouldn't be speaking too positively about how he played. But look, at the end of the day, he did score the goal. Uh, and I guess, look, the Bruno that we signed in 2018, is it now? No, 1920. I don't know. 19, maybe? Um, no, maybe 20. I think it was 2020. <clears throat> the Bruno we signed, in, I think, January 2020. Uh, is he wasn't always perfect. He obviously was pulling numbers left, right, and center. But at the end of the day, there were times when he wouldn't have the best game, but he'd still score or assist or both or two goals. So yeah, for him to go and score again today in what was a pretty sub-hard performance, I'm really optimistic and really happy about as well. Because at the end of the day, like you're not always going to play well. You're not always going to play brilliantly, but we we're resilient, we we're stubborn. We played well. Sorry, not we played well. Um, We played hard. Like we played aggressively enough and we we're in the game Uh for long enough to still get a result because it's one of those where like last year if we played like that last season we would have lost like two three nil um and we drop. we just continuously dropped points time and time again and that was an issue we really need to fix i still think the performance needs to be better but it's like if you are going to underperform and you can still get the result you're on the right track there you're definitely on the right track in terms of how you're going to be tracking for the rest of the season where you're going to be picking up points because if you can pick up points when you underperform then chances are when you do perform as well you're going to obliterate teams which is essentially kind of the premise we've seen from the last seven days based on the fact that we played really, really well and we actually beat one of the best teams in the league who went on to win 9-0 last night against Bournemouth. Uh, And then we underperformed today against the team who I think will probably be sitting pretty close to relegation Southampton. I think they'll be sitting around 15th by the end of the season. And yeah, we still got the points. So, it needs to improve, but yeah, thank goodness we got the three points and that's a good sign of, like I guess, the way the team's playing, performing, the back four that we have and the kind of resilience that the players have because they held out when they were under pressure. for. The, I don't think we touched the ball for the last 20, 30 minutes. We really couldn't get our foot on it. Casemiro made his debut. He looked good. Um, I mean, he, I think he got beaten once, but also, yeah, he, he looked good. He looked hungry. He looked confident. He was solid. He defended well. He cleared his lines when needed. And I think he kind of came on. It's the kind of game where you want to play like that to come on, but also at the same time, it's not really the kind of game when it's like a defense, more defensive-minded player wants to make their debut because we we're sitting back just trying to absorb pressure. Whereas if we were kind of cruising 3-0, he could kind of sit back, play long balls, play forward, look to create chances and you know, just kind of sweep in front of the back four. Whereas yesterday was pretty uh it was a pretty intense game to kind of get thrown into uh, at that period of time for your debut. But he did really well. He settled in. And I think I want to see him starting next week. So yeah, our forwards as well, man. Our forwards struggled to be honest with you. Rashford, Sancho and Alango are our front three for the game. Uh, Rashford I genuinely forgot he was on the pitch and I'm not going to crucify him but like I think he played well against Liverpool he played brilliantly same with actually all three of them to an extent uh, they all played really well against Liverpool but like I genuinely forgot Rashford was on the pitch Alanga had moments of promise but he was still really frustrating lacked end product took too long on the ball uh, but at least he kind of made good forward runs I guess you know progressive passes and like got into dangerous areas uh, still wasn't it and still kind of struggled whereas rashford i forgot was on the pitch sancho was good with the ball at his feet but a lot of the time he looked really isolated uh, there was once he beat a couple of players got his head up and all we could see was three like you know three red and white shirts uh, as opposed to you know some a teammate to play to because sancho's not the kind of guy where he just he's different to rashford rashford it will make that run in behind one ball over the top and he can get on the end of it and score whereas sancho's not really that guy sancho's more get at his feet run at opponents create chances uh, and can also be a bit of a fox in the box. So I think they're very different players, but neither of them seemed to really work it out. Yesterday, they didn't look very, I guess, cohesive with the way that the forwards linked up as opposed to Liverpool game when they were... And I guess they were playing against the high line against Liverpool, whereas Southampton played more of a low block. Um, and it kind of showed in the first half. I think in the first half, Southampton was sitting very, very deep. And there were a couple of chances where you know, a couple of balls dropped in the area, balls fizzed across, goal and no one was there. And I think like it would have been better if Ronaldo started rather than came on because... He came on when they were playing a high line and that's why he probably could have used like just Sancho, Langer, and Rashford just trying to get him behind and exploit them to get a second uh, when Southampton threw numbers forward to get back into the game. So yeah, it's one of those where I guess like Ten Hag did what he thought was right and I thought he got it right too, but I think it's more with the benefit of hindsight, you think maybe it should have been the other way around. Um, but then look, Ronaldo came on in the second half and he looks really, really poor. Uh, a lot of people think he looks disinterested and he's got one foot out the door, which I mean... Well, he essentially does. Like everyone's aware of what his, you know, the work is that his, um, the work that his agents been doing. George Mendez has been trying to orchestrate a transfer for him, and if he wants to go, you got to let him go. I completely understand that. I wouldn't expect him to stay. I wouldn't ask him to stay, and I wouldn't force him to stay against his own will. The only thing is, if he does leave, we're pretty sh- like short-staffed up top. You know what I mean? Like you got Martial, who can play number nine, and then other than that, what Rashford, Sancho, and the kids. So. Uh, yeah, and then also, obviously Alanga, but again, yeah, Alanga still kind of falls in that real youth bracket for me because we haven't seen enough end product to consider him like a player that we know he can really make up numbers that we need. I mean, Bruno really can chip in with goals and assists as well, but if we're letting go of Ronaldo, we need to sign Anthony, Gakpo, Depay, somebody. We need to get another player back in to replace him. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that would be necessary. So we'll see how we go. He was really, really poor. Gave it away on a few to- uh, few occasions. I think counter-attacking chances as well. He could have been a bit better in his decision-making is what it is do i want do i want ronaldo to leave that's the question if the matter if he wants to leave i want him to leave it's that simple like if he wants to not be at this club and he wants to whether it's pursue champions league football stat pad play more minutes whatever he wants if he wants to go just let him go i'd let him go um, i think it'd be a shame that you kind of you know last season didn't really work out with all the kind of hope and promise that we had initially uh it'd be quite disappointing in that sense and it didn't quite eventuate into the trophy-laden move that United fans had obviously hoped for when we signed him. But um yeah, I wouldn't force him to stay against his own will. And we're running out of time here. The transfer window ends in a few days now. So it's it's kind of now or never. And if we are going to let him go, let him go and find a replacement because, yeah, if we don't, then we're in trouble. So that's what i do just because we do need the depth. And look, at the end of the day, getting his wages off the books if he's not going to be playing is also a massive positive because I believe he's on about £400,000 a week. He's the highest-paid player in the Premier League. Um yeah, it's a lot of money for someone who's not really at this point in time looking like an essential part of Ten Hag's plans. So yeah, I'm all for it. But uh, otherwise, yeah, I think it's a shame Martial was injured as well. He'd done something to his Achilles, so he will be out for a couple of weeks, I think. Um, Achilles aren't great. But yeah, hopefully we need Martial back. I think if you play against them yesterday with Rashford out wide, Sancho on the other wing and Martial at nine, I think it's probably a slightly different story. And then also with Casemiro playing at CDM. But otherwise, yeah, everything can stay the same in terms of the back form and the keeper. Uh, but anyhow, yeah, so 1-0 win, happy days, and upcoming fixture, yeah, it's this Friday, the 2nd of September, just after the end of the transfer window, Manchester United have Leicester. We're away again, uh, which is disappointing for the old traffic games. And after that, it's Arsenal on the Monday. Wow. My sleep schedule is going to be horrible, but it's necessary. But anyhow, yeah, so Leicester on the road, my predicted score, I think we're going to win. Leicester don't look good, man. Leicester do not look like a good side. Uh, they're struggling so far. They're 19th on the table. They've had a draw and three losses. Uh, and I know, look, we obviously don't look incredible either. But look, win against Liverpool, really optimistic with that one. Really positive take-homes. Uh, and then, yeah, good win or a solid win, I guess. Uh, or even a stubborn win against Southampton. So I think United are good enough to beat Leicester. I think we do beat Leicester. And also, they've just offloaded for Fana to Chelsea as well. So, I mean, like their centre-back, centre-back pairing, what was it? Amati and Vestergaard um, or something? I don't know. So, yeah, Leicester don't look strong. They're going to need to bring someone in. But regardless, um, yeah, I'm optimistic about that one. My man of the match for the game would be Lissandro Martinez again, who was voted man of the match from, uh, yeah, back-to-back games, I suppose, which is good. So, yeah, he looked good. And, yeah, for a guy that's five foot nine, who's obviously drawn a lot of criticism when United signed him for 60 mil, he's doing a really, really good job, and he's looking really, really settled. So, yeah, Leicester, game, I'm predicting a... Uh, I said 3-0 for Southampton because I really don't think that could, they're that good either uh, and that didn't really work out. So I'm I'm going to say I'm going to say 2-0. I think we beat Leeds uh, Leeds I think we beat Leicester 2-0 um, on Friday. So fingers crossed. In terms of the lineup, I'm going to go with the exact same goalkeeper, exact same back four. Uh I'm not sure how long Martial's out for, so yeah, we'll see about that. I think we'll play Casemiro, Bruno and Ericsson. and then I'll say front three Sancho, Rashford and probably Langer again. I think he will go Langer again. Could be pending on Ronaldo staying or going, uh, and could also be pending on Martial's Achilles. But I think if he didn't play at all against uh, Southampton, I don't think he's going to be right to start against Leicester in a few days. So, yeah, that's kind of my prediction for that one Anywho, But, yeah, sorry, today's going to be a bit of a shorter one. No Jimmy for, uh, for company. Um, I, I, I'd, I'd plug his channels and stuff, but he doesn't have one. I really think he should because he's really good at it. The guy knows ball. But, uh, yeah, he should do, like, I don't know, Liverpool roundup or something. Doesn't quite have the same ring, but... Yeah. um, No company day, So I'll probably end it here. Um, And look, there's going to be plenty of games coming thick and fast. We've got one on Friday, then one on Monday. So there'll be plenty more to come. Um, And I'm going to try and get some more guests on for big games. So maybe after the Arsenal game, I might get uh, a couple of United fans I know to jump on with me. Because yeah, I was really happy with the kind of dynamic and the way that episode went last week. Uh, Obviously doing it with someone. It's a lot more entertaining for you, the viewers, and a lot more entertaining for me as well. Uh, A lot more stimulating conversation and kind of opens up avenues of conversation that you may not necessarily have by yourself. So Yeah, it was really, really positive. And the feedback uh, and the I guess the analytics from that one were really, really good as well. So I'll obviously keep that in mind. And I think after Arsenal, I'm going to try and do the same thing. But yeah, thanks so much for tuning in today's episode, guys. Uh, Yeah, good review on the Southampton game. And then, yeah, just more games coming thick and fast. So we'll keep them in mind and get onto that next week. But yeah, I'll upload a video next week after the games. Uh, And yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Be sure to follow us on socials, Instagram.com forward slash Red Devil Roundup, Twitter.com forward slash Red Devil Roundup. I'm out.